Hey, NFT lovers, this is Jeff from Edge of NFT. We've got all kinds of things popping in the NFT space, and we want to keep you in the loop as much as possible. So check out this special episode from the Future of NFTs panel I hosted at the NFT Experience event put on by NFT Genius and Waxman PR. This panel includes leaders from Agoric, CoinFund, Rarible, and Protocol Labs. Enjoy. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Welcome to the NFT Experience panel entitled Looking Forward, Where Do NFTs Fit In? I'm your moderator, Jeff Kelly, co-host of the Edge of NFT podcast. We have a killer lineup of panelists here today, and I'd love to start by taking 30 seconds each to have you each introduce yourself and tell you a little bit about your company and, and what you've been up to. So let's go around the horn here. I think we have Roland in here. Why don't we start with you, sir? Sure. So thanks for having me on. I'm Roland Grouse. I'm product manager at Agoric. We are a layer one blockchain that allows developers to build truly composable smart contracts in hardened JavaScript. So our primary mission is bringing DeFi and NFT development to the mainstream by lowering barriers to entry for building reliable contracts. So we're heading to mainnet this year and be connected to IBC, which means easy connections to other Cosmos chains and Ethereum itself. So in particular, if you are looking to build an NFT project, I think we have a lot of interesting stuff that you should come take a look at. So I would encourage you to follow me on Twitter or reach out on our Discord. Very nice. Thank you. Vanessa. Hey, everyone. Excited to be here. My name is Vanessa Grillet. I'm the head of portfolio growth at CoinFund. CoinFund investors in blockchain and crypto, and also one of the first investors in NFTs and NFT infrastructures. We were early investors in Zephyr and Rarible, who is today with us in this panel. I'm excited to speak to you today. Amazing. Welcome. Do we have Alex? Maybe not. Jonathan. Hi, nice to meet everyone. My name is Jonathan Victor. I span product and BD efforts at Protocol Labs. We make IPFS and Filecoin. These are decentralized and distributed storage technologies to enable persistent storage and immutable references to content. Crucial components of NFTs to make sure that the thing that you're buying is linked immutably to the bits that you think they are. And yeah, I've been helping out, uh, basically leading our NFT efforts, building products and services that make it really easy for developers to build NFTs. Amazing. And do we have Steve on or no? Let's see. There we go. We got you. My name is Alexander Selnikov. I'm co-founder and head of product of Rarible. Rarible is the NFT marketplace and protocol. So one-stop shot for NFTs. If you want to create a new NFT or an NFT project, you're definitely welcome to Rarible. I'm excited to be here today. Well, it's great to have you all here. And you know, it's an amazing time. It's, it's an exciting time, right, for NFTs. And gosh, just when you think like maybe the momentum is sliding a little bit, right, it just kicks right back up with another amazing project. And so, you know, really what we wanted to talk about here was, you know, the future. And so a question for you all. First, is NFT and the NFT landscape, is it a bubble at this point? And what should our viewers think about, you know, for the long term? Should they believe in it? Is it just going to a fad that's passing? You know, what are your thoughts? Roland, let's start with you, man. 
Sure. So I have a lot of thoughts on that question. I think it's important to separate asset prices for specific NFTs from the growth of the space itself when you're thinking about whether it's a bubble, right? Whether a specific CryptoPunk or Avastar or whatever is going to be worth more in a year than it is now is a much harder question to answer than is the industry going to be and is the space going to be significantly bigger than it is now? And I think the answer to that second thing is absolutely. Really, NFTs are effectively everything that's not money, if you really think about it, right? NFTs are property rights. They are any conceptualization of some unique thing in the world. It could be an NFT. And to the extent you think that those things are going to be digitized, then the industry is probably going to grow. Other thoughts on the subject? Everybody of the same mind? At the beginning, we see a lot of excitement recently in price formation, etc. But reading the space and we see the growing interest and adoption of NFTs. But think about how small that market is right now compared to where it can be. And so, you know, you see price fluctuations with the fluctuations of cryptos, you know, NFTs crashed in May when Bitcoin crashed, and now, you know, things are picking up again. So asset class go through these different cycles. We see the maturing of the market and see that we're just at the beginning of mainstream adoption. Yeah, no, it's exciting. There's so many different elements to it. Jonathan, I think you were going to say something there a second ago. I'd love to hear from you on the subject. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the way I like to think about this is sort of like you look at any new technology, uh, so like space flights or like electric vehicles. And early on, like the technology is like quite expensive to use. And like, I would say the same is true for blockchains in general. And so especially when we think about the use cases that are well served today, we're really looking at like a very small slice just because of like what the economics sort of enable as we see more scaling solutions come online, different attempts with different blockchains, the cost of operation goes way down. And then I think that unlocks new use cases that could exist as well. So you start thinking, you think about like tickets as an example, like a ticket NFT doesn't make as much sense when it costs like a couple bucks to like do the minting. That's like a substantial fraction of the price. It makes much more sense when you're starting to work at like the sense level or fractions of the sense. Totally. Yeah. I think there are so many different, you know, potential use cases here to explore. And Alex, I wanted to, to kick it over to you, man. Like, what do you think? Are you a buyer of this thing as a bubble here today? Or is there really long-term potential? I think the last time mentioning the word bubble, it was 2017. It was like basically everyone was, was, was trying to discuss is that the bubble or not? And basically like the market has its own cycles. And right now we are one of Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, there's an ebb and flow, right? There's core value there. There is a distribution of opportunity and also I think the maturity of some of these companies, right? Like some folks are relatively you know, new to the space. Some folks have been around a long time. I think you see it in the maturity of the projects themselves. You know, so let's look to the you know, next question we have here, which is really, where do we go next? Like, how do you envision the NFT space evolving from here? What will change? What will remain the same? Looks like Alex kicked off for a little bit. Jonathan, let's, let's start with you, man. Like, what do you think is going to change or stay stagnant? Yeah, I mean, I think the two, well, three dimensions, I think that sort of to change. So one is, I think there's just natively technology improvements that are happening at all of these layer one solutions. As a result, it's going to continue to drive the cost down. So you'll see a proliferation in other spaces, mm -hmm. places that are like more in the mainstream where like it makes sense for like a sports arena 
or someone to like do the ticketing type thing, or even just as a way of connecting with fans. Like you can literally have a way of quantifying engagement over time from a fan or a participant. If they're showing up to events, they're receiving a little NFT to show that they support the thing. And then over time that builds a reputation. The other place I think is on like the storage side. So I think a lot about this as well for gaming, AR and VR, like assets that need to live on a blockchain. How do you do that scalably? and have the distribution of that asset so it can actually enable things like, I mean, not to use the buzzword of the day, which is metaverse, but you wanna be able to enable the distribution of assets at scale. And then I think like as the last thing, this community building exercise, we see it today on Twitter where people, Pudgy Penguins is a great example, very strong following, little penguin emojis everywhere. But I think like that actually might be a thing that we see much more of outside of just the crypto space, just as a way of people finding each other and bonding together over something that's scarce, yeah, manageable on a blockchain. Yeah, and a community, you know, our show, we interview a lot of people and, and the most consistent feedback we get about the most successful projects is that they're either built on the foundation of a great community or focused on building those communities or both in some cases, right? The narrative, the story, the the ecosystem that forms through co-creating things is something that's part and parcel to the most successful NFT projects out there. So Vanessa, let me kick it over to you. I mean, how do you see the space evolving from here? What do you think will change? What do you think will stay the same? So I agree with my colleague that, you know, the technology will mature and the user experience will get hopefully better in order to interact with NFTs, whether it's to buy them, to lend them. What we're going to see is the financialization of NFTs and a blend into other assets and the expansion of the verticals of the NFTs. So right now we see collectibles and art being, you know, at the top of mind. But we really think that the NFT as a unique representation of value has much wider applications, whether it be in financial services, it be in commerce, and we'll see this grow exponentially. Roland, what say you, sir? Yeah, so I think the previous answers are really good. The one thing that I would add on there, especially in the way the current market exists, I think we're going to see the concept of something being valuable because it's an NFT disappear very quickly. And I had hoped it would have disappeared already. But the fact that a particular image is an NFT, the novelty of that is going to wear off. And it's going to be about what does this do for me? What community is really getting built around it? What evidence do I have that a community is going to be built, which I think you see a lot in the market, you know, back to the bubble question. I think there definitely is some activity in the market where it's not clear. But as that stuff sorts out, it will become a much more common thing. And people you know, my hope is that a year from now, we're not talking about NFTs anymore. We're talking about the specific verticals that are getting supported and that we're thinking about it as people owning their own data or having access to communities that are portable and the word NFT stops having so much meaning. Yeah. Hey, Alex, do we have you back here, bud? Yeah, I guess so. Amazing. We do. That's great, man. So, so we were asking this question, you know, how do you envision the NFT space evolving from here on and what will change versus what will remain the same? You know, we'd love to get your perspective on that as well. I would double down on what Roland just said about we want the concept of something being valuable because it's NFT to disappear. We want the because like we brought a lot of content on chain with NFTs. What we expect is to happen is for this content to financialize. So things like fractional ownership, like connection to DeFi, NFT funds, NFT auctions. Basically, the connection of this new world to the DeFi ecosystem that got developed over the past several years. 
is what really is going to bring like a lot of new use cases to the NFT world. Of course, we are expecting to see a lot of new projects also to come up. And I think like we will see a lot of them to die. And a lot of them will just connect together and create this new like network effect that we've seen in DeFi. Like, like we have this fade that is running on Uniswap. And so the projects on NFTs would connect together the same way and what would bring like a lot of new value. Yeah, you know, you alluded to it, but there's like this theme of kind of NFTs on NFTs on NFTs as we think about the future, right? And what's possible. There's there's something brewing there, and I've heard it from a number of people. You know, Vanessa, you mentioned, and actually everybody mentioned, but Vanessa in particular, you mentioned a few particular use cases of NFTs. And I'm wondering, is there one in particular in your mind that we should keep an eye out for that we you know haven't seen maybe fully evolve as of yet? That was for you, Vanessa. Sorry, I might not have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, no problem. So, you know, in the art space, I really like the music vertical. And because it's currently on top and, you know, thinking about collaboration of musical artists globally, creating NFTs, moments, concerts, etc., is something that we see with some existing things, but I think it's underserved right now. And I think it's a huge opportunity for music artists, whether it's classical music or contemporary. I think people have not tapped into that opportunity. Yeah, that's a great one. We hear so much about it, so much potential. Alex, let's go back to you, man. What do you think? Any specific use case comes to mind for you that stands out? I would just continue the conversation about NFTs being much more interoperable from uh, over time. So basically, I would look over any protocol-to-protocol interactions that involve NFTs. For example, things like NFTX is doing for like the four price protocol that enabling every DAO to be able to buy NFTs, to hold NFTs, to sell NFTs. So that that like unravels just a lot of potential creative collectives, NFT funds, so much stuff is going on there. Yeah, it seems like the possibilities are endless there. Jonathan, anything stand out to you, specific use case that you're pumped about? Yeah, I mean, I think actually Alex had touched on this a little bit before. It's just like the hybridization of NFTs tying into other components. So things like charged particles, where you have like DeFi being able to like directly hook up to an NFT, or even in gaming, I know there's a couple of projects that are trying to enable NFTs and like use their primitives and properties to enable specific basically like features inside of the game. So you can have like a pill that's like useful in a specific context, but that game is like a shareable state that can be like reskinned by different creators. It gives you this ability to have like a shared experience and actually do more of what NFTs do sort of natively, which is like help community build in very specific contexts. Roland, what do you think? Yeah, and so I'm going to choose two. One that is sort of the common consensus now, which I think is gaming, right? I've been following it for a while. It seems like it is the most natural place where you can do interesting things in a digital world without constraints. And then the property that you have given to a player, they're used to not owning, and suddenly it's something very different. And then other games can build on top of it. You could see a game getting built that gives you know, owners of some class of NFTs specific status in the game. I mean, all that stuff is just the explosion of wild stuff there is going to be really interesting to watch. I don't think that that's an out of consensus opinion. I, I think most people would probably agree there. The other one that I'm personally interested in is actual property rights and seeing some of those things get represented on chain in interesting ways and allowing people to do things with their fractionalized property that they couldn't do otherwise. 
you know, what about the rights to use my driveway or something like that? I would like to really be able to manage that kind of thing in interesting ways. And when you think about it, it's kind of shocking that we can't. So I think that that stuff is going to start. It will be slower because it's taking meat space stuff and trying to, to do something different with it. But I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, it's interesting. Gaming does seem to be this launch pad or foundation for bringing so many different types of NFTs together. We think of like the digital fashion elements that tie into gaming or the skins that we're trading. That is just the centerpiece of interoperability. We're going to see that, I think, evolve from here, you know, meaningfully. I will say I spent way too much time yesterday trying to up the ante on the NFT I own for Rev Racing, the Animoca Brands game that they just released. I think it was yesterday it launched and I'm terrible at it, but it was sure fun. And if I could just get a good time, I would see the status of my NFT go up and hopefully the value as well. But it's an indication to me of, of the potential here for launching NFTs into another level, another opportunity to advance the ball. Hi there. Let me interrupt one sec with a special secret. Here at Edge of NFT, we want to loop you in on the best kept secrets in NFT right now. So this might be the first time you've heard of it but you need to know about Koi, especially if you are a creator or even if you're just a supporter of groundbreaking projects. You need to dive into Koi ASAP and you can do so absolutely for free. Here is the best way. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Koi. That's edgeofnft.com slash K-O-I-I, two I's. There you can find out how to install the Finichrome plugin, publish your first 50 NFTs for free, and start earning koi whenever anyone visits your NFTs. Imagine a world where sites like Facebook and Instagram would allow creators to earn every time their posts are viewed. This is what koi is built to support. Plus, koi is built to scale globally without killing the planet. Go to edgeofnft.com koi, install the Finichrome plugin right now, publish your first 50 NFTs for free, and start earning koi today. I'm wondering, you know, piggybacking off of this question, we talked about uh, use cases, maybe a project or two. If you had to name one beyond the company you work with now that, that's really caught your eye, I would love to know, you know, from the panelists, you know, what companies you're looking to now that are inspirational or, you know, that you think are uh, good indicators of what's to come. Let's just start from the top, Roland, and work our way through. What do you think? Yeah, and because this is NFT-focused, I'm going to pick something that's sort of out of the domain of my company. You know, we're a layer one, and we're a generalized platform. NFTs is yeah. one of the things that we're really excited about. You know, I think sticking on the theme of gaming, I have been following Gala Games for a long time. I think that they are a really interesting group that has... They're funding game development by selling pre-selling NFTs up front, which is a totally different model than could have existed before, right? You know, you can own a store in an upcoming game that theoretically may have some profitability for you down the line, and they're selling that in order to build their games. And it's a group of apparently, as far as I can tell, very experienced game developers. So I'm excited to start and, you know, let's call it five or six other projects that are sort of similar in terms of being likely to have really upscale, high quality games coming out that are crypto or NFT native that I'm excited to see. Right on. Vanessa, how about you? So I really like the financialization theme around NFTs. And we invest in a company called NFTFI, who allows you to obtain loans and put your NFTs in collateral. If you have a punk or if you're lucky enough to have a punk, you can just obtain a loan against it. And I think how easy this use case is and 
how much additional, you know, liquidity it adds to the market and the potential also of uh, rewarding longtime holders of these NFTs is really exciting to me. And I think we'll see more and more of that. We'll see more of that cross-chain and across marketplaces. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that, really getting a foothold here. So many NFTs just kind of sitting there in the coffers and not really earning quite yet, you know? So that's cool. Alex, what do you think? It's funny, actually, as you asked, like, what companies do, do, do you look at to understand what's going on? And it's actually not companies. Like, these days, it's not that innovation happens in the companies. It's more like 10 Twitter profiles that you track to see what's going on. Now, for example, like recently, I've helped on this Genius project that aggregating NFT marketplaces and protocols to, to create this like marketplace aggregator. And I've helped to their Discord and I can see like familiar names from like early days wearable and like core community popping up there. And this is like the key signal that there will be some, some action. It's not really a company. Well, if you ask about companies, then CoinFund probably. <laughs> Take a look at CoinFund. They gotta be somewhere near the things that's going on. Yeah, no, I think you're right, man. It, it, this is, it's so interesting, right? Because so many of these projects are evolving. And it's like a, a dream team in some cases or just a group of people that have come together to bring these projects forward. And it's not a traditional company as we know it. So it's, I think it's a really valid point. It's really interesting. Jonathan, what do you think, man? Yeah. What project are you jazzed about? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so one that I've been following, I have some friends who are working there, so a little bit of inside stuff here, but uh, Pills for Sale, it's a bit of an odd name, but it's basically this metaverse type game. It's completely like it's a DAO that's sort of creating it. It's an open community of folks who are trying to help shape the story. It's being built. They pre-sold a bunch of these like pill NFTs, which are now going to be used as like a part of the story of the game. They all have like different functions. Over time, there's going to be more characters that are sort of created, trying to build as much of the state that can like live on like the Ethereum blockchain, but then be able to like have it hook into things like DeFi, have it be able to like have like different creators want to build different like views on top of it, kind of like Spider-Man and Spider-Verse. You have like different Spider-Man storylines. You can do the same thing with a blockchain. It's just like a really cool artistic experiment. I have no idea where it's going to go, but I think it's like using all of these unique primitives that we have inside of like the crypto space, which just makes it cool to watch. Yeah, man, it sounds like it. I'm not familiar, but I will definitely check that one out. So I think we all agree that we're kind of at the tip of the iceberg based on your answers so far here with NFTs, right? But I think maybe a question for our viewers and for other folks that are working in the space is, you know, what is going to be required to unlock the potential here is next steps. What can we do as parts of the ecosystem, as contributors, to move NFTs forward into the next level? Alex, let's start with you, man. What do you think? I have a couple of thoughts here. So one thing that's missing is a great custodian wallet that is multi-chain, that allows a newcomer to just log in, input email and password, and care about the security later when they figure out what's going on, what the hell is going on. The second is better on-ramp solutions. So like Wire is doing a great job, but there is no like that you can spend an Apple Pay money and then execute the transaction in the same in the same time. Like you need to top up your balance first and then spend that money. So on ramp that would give you like programmable Apple Pay, like will absolutely kill it. And then I think we'll and one on chain that would unlock other like projects to build on top the way the same way like Uniswap did it. So for everyone to be able to query orders on chain and to like just call 
liquidity black hole dot buy or dot sell NFT. Right on. Yeah, yeah. I will stop here. I have a couple okay. more. <laughs> no, it's it's great, man. No, I think for anybody working on projects or thinking about working on projects, right? Like there, there's some real inspiration in there to consider. Jonathan, what do you think, man? What do we need to do to unlock the larger potential of NFTs? Yeah, I mean, I think Alex touched on some of the things I would have raised, which is like largely around the user experience side. And I think this gets back to even my first answer, where I think like part of it is just there's definitely an education of users and like getting the right on ramps, like the right like wallets and things like that. I think a lot of the actual user experience can be around like the cost that you run into. So like just making that like dramatically less. So as we see layer two solutions on Ethereum, as other blockchains are like landing, I think we'll see hopefully like the space be able to like compress the fees a bit more and we'll like get better operational models. And then also I think even for the stuff I was mentioning about like different data scales, figuring out how to like get past like only 50 megabytes per NFT. How do you enable like higher quality videos and things that users shouldn't have to think about this stuff. It should just sort of like work. And so I think much more like the protocol layer, there's definitely work for all of us to do. Nice, man. Yeah. Roland, what do you think, man? Yeah. So uh, Alex also stole my first one, which is the onboarding piece. And I'll, I'll just add an anecdote to that, which is I've been recently trying to get a couple of my friends who are my age into, it's the exact sort of thing that they would be interested in. One of them spent time doing board game development. It's sort of exactly his thing. And the on-ramp of just get MetaMask, you know, get some ETH, move it over here. It's too much. It's way too much. And and fixing it in a way that doesn't get us back to the original problem, which is that people are locked into a specific platform and don't own their own data themselves. I think that's a challenge. To me, the other piece is making all of this stuff programmable in a way, and this is sort of partially the Agoric pitch, making it programmable in a way that allows the wide variety of developers everywhere to access it easily. And I used to work in e-commerce, for example, and we would work with brand teams on how do they reach their customers? What kind of experiences can they build? And they're really limited right now with what they can do, but they have development teams. And those development teams are you know, reasonably good developers that are interested, but the idea of spending six months learning Solidity is a complete non-starter. But, you know, as we start to build out components that integrate into Shopify or integrate into whatever commerce platform they're using or integrate easily into their websites, I think that that starts building out the much greater sort of supply of this stuff that is going to make it go mainstream. Yeah. And they will have to figure out part of the user experience stuff for us as well as they do that because their customers need it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, more great ideas, Roland and, and Jonathan, man. Really appreciate that. Inspiration for anybody looking to make a dent here. Let's wrap up with you. What do you think? Thanks. So I won't repeat the user experience, which is problem numero uno here, but there are other issues in the space. And that's why, you know, I was saying at the beginning of our discussion that we are really only at the beginning. So right now there is platform locked in there is protocol there's no interoperability between protocols you can stay stuck with an nft with no liquidity and no way to sell it so we really need all these platforms protocols and marketplaces to mature and grow and have an avenue where the assets can really move around seamlessly without any friction, which is not the case right now. In addition to that, anything around data, price formation is still very, uh, very early. It's very hard to see what's going on in the market. It's very hard for people to, you know, trade and look at this as, as an asset that they could invest in long term and understand the dynamics of because it's so opaque. 
right now in terms of price and disclosures. And so I think that also needs to move forward. There's a ton of other issues, including storage and certainty around what you're actually buying and what rights it gives you to. You know, when I buy an NFT, what am I really buying? It depends on the platform you're buying in, right? So there's so much fragmentation, but also, of course, arbitrage opportunities right now before this market really matures. Absolutely. So much opportunity, right? I think that's the message, you know, I think that I take away, you know, from this discussion is we're super early and the potential is immense. And I just can't wait to see where it goes. So I think that's as good a time to wrap as any. Discussion has been super informative for me and I hope for all of our viewers. Thank you so much to our panel and thank you to NFT Genius and Waxman and everybody that's come together to make the NFT experience possible. And yeah, we'll move on to the next panel. Thanks again. All right. Great panel. Really enjoyed that one. I hope you did too. Well, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Want to help co-create Edge of NFT with us? Got guests you want to see on the episode? Questions for hosts or guests? An NFT you'd like us to review. Drop us a line at contact at edgeofnft.com or tweet at us at edgeofnft to get in the mix. Lastly, be sure to tune in next week for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today.